I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. If you're just joining us, uh, we've been having this uh, deeper dive, a little think again moment as it relates to partisanship in Washington, D.C. Joe Manchin, Democrat from West Virginia, refused, uh, as his some in his party want him to, to get rid of the filibuster in the United States Senate, uh, meaning that they would just be able to vote on party lines and uh, only have to get 50 votes to get anything passed in the Senate, as opposed to that higher bar that the founders put in place, that you have to get to 60 uh, in the United States Senate, which means that you have to get some help. <laughs> you have to get some compromise. You have to get some people to come together on these things. And, and I think that is a feature, not a flaw in the Senate. And while many people will complain uh, about the challenges and how it slows the process, it does for sure. Uh, but we have seen both parties when they are in the minority, of course, are, are big fans of the filibuster and how important it is uh, to protect the minority rights uh, in the Senate. Uh, when they're in power, they think it's time to just move ahead. And that's part of the challenge. And the thing that I want everyone to start thinking again about is is Joe Manchin may may just have come upon something that uh, could change the dynamic in the United States Senate. I've been thinking about this over the weekend. And imagine this. So so Joe Manchin, he, he did the circuit on Sunday, went on all the different uh, Sunday shows. And he talked about the seven or so Republicans that he felt were on board on a number of these things. Uh, there's uh, also probably six or seven uh, Democrats that kind of fall in that center-left category. And imagine what would happen. Imagine what would happen if those 14, if you took 14 senators and they came together as part of a, a, a caucus, uh, they could shift the power in the United States Senate on a weekly basis if they wanted to. In the Senate, it's just determined by who has, which caucus has the most. And so currently it's 50-50 with the vice president who gets to cast the uh, tie-breaking vote. Uh, that makes Mitch, or, uh, excuse me, that makes Chuck Schumer the, uh, the leader of the Senate. But if, if one of those shifted over uh, to the Republicans, then Mitch McConnell would be the leader. But imagine if you had a group of 14 senators who would come together and say, we're our own caucus. This week we're going to caucus with the Democrats. And so they're going to be in charge this week. But next week, we might we might just uh, caucus with the Republicans and put them in charge. It would completely change the dynamic in the Senate uh, because uh, I know when I was back there, more of the battles had to do with the people at the top, Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer or, or Harry Reid at the time, uh, than it did left and right. And I just think that would be a fascinating thing. It, it would take some serious political courage. Uh, they're already getting hit a little bit, those that are kind of in that movable middle space. It would take some some real courage for them to do that. But I think having that kind of coalition governing could be a fascinating 
thing for us to look at. I think it would lead to a lot of bipartisan compromise and cooperation uh, in terms of actually getting things that would help the American people get done. And so I, I think uh, Joe Manchin is on to something. Uh, he's in a, a challenging spot, to be sure, as everybody uh, who kind of floats in that uh, center-left to center-right space will be politically. Uh, but it's a, it's a different discussion because he's trying to focus it onto the policy issues. You may remember back on uh, May 10th, uh, I had uh, Democratic Socialists on the program. Not every day we have a socialist on this program, but Ben Burgess joined us. And we had a fantastic conversation. Uh, and actually found there are many things that we agree on. Uh, he has frustration with the left, like I have frustration with the right, because it's all politics rather than principles and policy. But here's what Ben had to say. Oftentimes people form sort of parasocial relationships with uh, with public figures and are very invested in, you know, in, in thinking about whether they're good people or bad people. But that's not why I care about any of this. I mean, I, I already have friends. Now I want health care. <laughs> So I love that. He loved the, the, this idea that we get so wrapped up in the personalities and the politics of it that we forget about what the policies are that we're, that we're really interested in. And so Ben Burgess was frustrated with those on the left. He was calling out uh, the the squad and uh, Representative Ocasio-Cortez because they were all focused on their own personalities and their own fundraising as opposed to health care or getting things done. Uh, the same way I have problems with many on the right who are more interested in, in putting out a real awesome fundraising email than they are actually solving an immigration problem. Uh, so let's go back now. Let's look at some applications to this. So let's go back to uh, to Joe Manchin. Let's talk about uh, voting, the Voting uh, Act that is in Congress right now uh, and what that actually looks like. And so let's start uh, with Joe. Uh, this was on Face the Nation again with uh, John Dickerson. The bottom line is the fundamental purpose of, 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 of our democracy is the freedom of our elections. If we can't come to agreement on that, God help us, John. And someone's got to fight for this. And we've got to say, listen, the divided country that we're in today, the insurrection that we saw January the 6th, if we don't try to heal that, if we don't make every effort and go beyond the call of duty, then what are we and who are we? We've been known to go around the world and promote democracy and observe other elections. What kind of credibility do you think we have in doing that today? So I want to fight for this, and I think the Republicans will fight for this and understand we must come together on a voting rights bill in a bipartisan way. You can't divide our country further by thinking you've given leeway to one or the other. And if they think they're going to win by subverting and oppressing people from voting, they're going to lose. I'll assure you they will lose. All right, so that's uh, Joe Bates talking about the voting rights bill. And again, if it's just the extremes, if it's just a partisan party line vote, uh, it's not going to happen. Uh, let's continue on. Let's look at another example. This is Senator Manchin uh, talking to Chris Wallace on Fox News about the infrastructure bill if it was just on a party line vote. Well, I think, you know, I still have all the confidence in the world, Chris, we're going to get there. My goodness, the president has gone from $2.25 trillion down to $1 trillion dollars. The Republicans have come up uh, quite a bit from where they started. This is the same type of uh, challenges we had back last year when we had to all get together and break a deadlock. But I, we're not there yet. I think they're going to be talking again tomorrow. We'll wait. We'll talk to Senator Capito after those meetings. We'll talk to the White House. And we think we can find a pathway forward. We're not that far apart. Look at the things, Chris. I want to say this. In the, last, in the first five months of this year, 
we have operated more the way the Senate's supposed to operate in a bipartisan way than ever since I've been here in 10 years. So under, under, Schumer's, under, under Senator Schumer's leadership, we've had more bills, we've had more amendments voted on, we've gone through a normal process more. And people are continually trying to push us to more division. And I keep saying, let's continue to keep working. With this, the Senate's working. We've done bipartisan in the Asian, how about the Asian hate crime bill? It was, you know, 94 to 1. We're now based on the new frontier, the endless frontier. But, we're going to do that bipartisan next week as soon as we get back. So we're moving in the right direction. All right, so some really interesting perspective there from uh, from Senator Manchin. And I, and I do think he is right that there have actually been more bills and more amendments on bills voted on this year than there has been in probably a decade. Uh, and that's, again, both Mitch McConnell's leadership, that's Chuck Schumer's leadership, that's Harry Reid's leadership. And so this is a uh, a shift in terms of getting to more opportunities for us to actually have real debate, real amendments, and real votes in front of the American people. We're going to continue this discussion. Lots to get to uh, today on a Monday. Hope you're having a great one. Stay with us. Coming up next, Representative Chris Stewart is going to talk to us. D-Day was yesterday. We got to remember, or we're going to be in trouble. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.